man who spends hours in hardware stores seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Cicero. Little test for you students. Not liking a test, bro. I'm not in school anymore. You're at the. You're permanently enrolled in the University of Garage Logic, home of the Fighting Stogies. Don't we ever have a break, like on spring break? What's that noise I hear? I was drumming. He's air drumming to uh, Walter's theme, brought to you by REM. I'm going to give you a story that is a story about the decline of moral and ethical clarity. Okay, you're going to you're going to prove a point. Then I'm going to ask you, what was the real moral and ethical clarity decline exhibited here? Oh! You guys see the video of the moron who beat up the bus driver? Yep. Yes. Uh, somebody named Sterling V. Smith. Mm-hmm. The video uh, was taken by a passenger. The video was widely shared on social media. This is going to be an interesting test because I just thought of a different answer to the question I had originally created in my head. Whoa. Okay, now we got two questions answered. That's a, you're right. Make a <laughs> note of that. I am. I am gonna dose. And the the, the dose. woman that posted this video uh, would I, I forget what her name is, but she does not pass the foghorn. Uh, I, I'm, I got a Star Tribune story about it. I don't know if I have her name. Okay. Uh, the video uh, that we all saw in the news, uh, widely shared on social media, captured the afternoon assault on a driver in North Minneapolis along with the laughter of a female passenger. No one on the bus attempted to intervene. Yes. All right. When we saw the video on Facebook, we were disgusted, said Metro Transit Bus Transportation Director Christy Bailey. According to the criminal complaint, three women boarded the Route 5F bus at Emerson and 15th Avenues mid-afternoon on April 10. The driver, that would have been last week, about Wednesday. The driver, who has not been identified, asked one of them to stop swearing. And when she failed to respond, he called dispatch and asked the coppers to come and remove her. You with me so far? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another woman on the bus approached the driver and asked why the bus wasn't moving. At that point, the woman accused of swearing said the driver had made racial comments. The driver was white. The woman was black, according to the transit police. The second woman called Smith, her boyfriend. This, is, this would be the woman who went to the driver and said, why aren't we moving? Right. So she called her boyfriend, who turned out to be this sweetheart named Sterling V. Smith. Uh, and told him the bus's location. Smith, who lives nearby, got on the bus and struck the seated driver in the head with a flurry of punches. In other words, he sucker punched him. Right. Smith also kneed the driver in the head, the complaint said. The driver activated his alarm, and Smith fled. Officers arrived and saw that the driver had blood on his nose and upper lip, a cut to his right eyelid, and scrapes to his forehead. He said he was suffering from double vision. Smith told police the driver used a racial slur. However... Investigators said the incident was recorded and no such statement could be heard. Wow. Smith, whose non-traffic criminal history in Minnesota includes only a trespassing conviction, responded, I took it the wrong way, possibly. Oh, really? Dummy. Then this story goes on to say that bus driver safety is a key issue during contract talks or was a key issue during contract talks. 
Uh, so far this year, the number of assaults on Metro Transit operators has increased to 56 incidents compared with 49 over the same period last year. In 2017, there were 184 assaults against operators. Wow. Well, we should just quit running buses. Many incidents involve passengers punching. Are you all paying attention for your t- test? I am, and I'm questions? very familiar with this story. Many uh, incidents involve passengers punching a driver in the face, choking, slapping, and spitting on them, throwing bottles, and fighting. All right. Uh, The push for improved safety conditions resulted in the installation of plexiglass beside the driver's seat in 21 buses starting in December to test its effectiveness. The bus where last week's assault occurred did not have plexiglass. Uh, Such a barrier would have prevented the attack. Uh, the Route 5 bus is Metro Transit's busiest, serving about 16,000 passengers on weekdays and is slated to be largely replaced by the proposed D-Line rapid bus within the next three years. Oh my God, Metro Transit's got to stop spending money on this rapid stuff, too. All right. Okay. Here we go. This is it. Check this out. What do you find be to be... Uh, I find... I think I know what you're going to ask. What, what? I, may I ask it? Yeah. Damn it. Because I think I know what you think I'm going to say. Okay. What example of the decline of moral and ethical clarity jumps out at you more than perhaps other uh, examples? There are a couple in this story. Well, not helping. There's two. That's one, not helping, I right. agree. There's two, and the fact that he thought he heard something and decided to... Well, he couldn't have. He wasn't on the bus. That was an allegation made by a woman. Okay, so he decided to fight, punch the guy as a result of um, uh, she was what his girlfriend. His girlfriend him. was dissed, was um, was disrespected. Mm-hmm. So that's your answer. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be one of the examples of the social contract no longer being all right. And and give me another example. Uh, not helping. That's Reavers covered yep. that. And I would say uh, posting. Uh, taking the video of the uh, event while it happened, I guess that might go with uh, not intervening. I'm trying to think of a third. All right. I'll give you mine. Okay. Uh, I'll give you mine. The driver who has not been identified asked one of the women boarding the bus to stop swearing. Oh, Okay. And when she failed, he called dispatch. To me, that's as that's as uh, that's as egregious as this uh, idiot tough guy uh, uh, beating up the bus driver. Uh, I've noticed this uh, in public more and more and more, and it's an outgrowth of the decline of moral and ethical clarity, and it's particularly uh, becoming prevalent among women. And it's 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 untoward and disgraceful. And there is no uh, civic behavior there whatsoever. So here you have these women getting on the bus, and they're swearing up a storm. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the captain, isn't he? He's That's his ship at that yep. point. Yes, it is. And he said, hey, please, uh, I don't want to hear this. Stop it. There's behavior rules posted inside don't every bus. Don't swear on this bus. It's, it's untoward. It's unbecoming. Knock I, it off. I was on light rail with my six-year-old son, who was, I think, five at the time. We were going to a ball game. <laughs> Woman on her phone, loud swearing. I finally just turned around and said, can you please not use profanity in front of the kids? What'd she say? F you. Really? Yep. Okay, here's... um, Really? Yep. Too bad she wasn't a guy because you could have decked him. Well, I wouldn't do that if the kid was with me. 
But see, here's the other problem. But when when confronted, when you confront, you are, and if it's an, if it's a, an African-American youth, you're racist. Got to push back. You're racist. I mean, this bus driver had every right in the world to, to try to establish a sense of decorum on this bus. And, and for doing so, he's pummeled. He's, he gets cheap-shotted by this De- Sterling V. Smith, the tough guy who uh, ran. My wife and I were talking about this incident and the Starbucks incident. Now, again, at the Starbucks incident, the video starts when everybody is um, joining together. I guess. Okay, yeah. so we don't know what initially happened in the initial no restroom, you need to buy something. We don't know how aggressive uh, the manager was or the two gentlemen that were uh, were not righted. Mm-hmm. That being uh, you don't like that word. Um, well, that When you say that being said, you're trying to own both ends of an argument. Okay, Um with that information, with that in mind, no, no, with that in mind, no. Keep going. Let's let's get this. Okay, figured so out. the the Starbucks incident is is a separate incident where these two gentlemen were wronged. That was you had an aggressive manager there. We don't want that to happen. Uh, she was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Then this happens on the bus. On the bus, and it sets back everything. All the new training that Starbucks wants to do, which you said. You say it, it summed it up in one sentence saying, everybody just treat everybody mm-hmm. how you want to be mm-hmm. treated. But now this punk is setting all everything back. And it all started with a complete failure to behave in a reasonably civic manner. Yes. It didn't start with the with the punk who comes in and cheap shots the driver. It started with a couple of gals getting on the bus, not caring who they are offending with their poor language. That's where it started. There's your decline of the moral and ethical breakdown. In this case, an ethical breakdown uh, in the sense that we all, again, have this social contract that we never signed physically. <clears throat> but we, uh, you know, it would not occur to me we to get on instinct. a bus with a bunch of passengers on it and use profanity. Mm-hmm. It's, that would not be acceptable. That's not how civil human beings act. So this whole incident started with that with the language of these passengers. And then Snowball became bigger. Yeah, because then they, they're so entitled that they believe they can't be admonished. So instead of being the contrite, is. they call their fruitcake boyfriend who dashes over and gives the bus driver a couple of cheap shots. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Don? Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you. Uh, if I may, I'd like to take exception with what's being said about the uh, Starbucks manager. She didn't arrest those two. She didn't ask the police to arrest them. The, according to the police chief, he stated that his officers, two of whom were black, asked them to leave the facility, mm-hmm. and uh, they refused. And in fact, even uh, demeaned uh, the police officers by saying, "Why should I listen to somebody that's making forty-five thousand dollars a year?" And again, that's per the police chief himself. If All you right. want to check that out. All right, thank you. You're welcome. 
Mark? Yeah, Joe. Uh, last hour you were talking about putting uh, devices in uh, cars to uh, uh, make cell phones not work. Well, as one of your out-of-state listeners who drives through the day listening to your program mm -hmm. on my phone, mm -hmm. uh, you might want to reconsider that thought. No, I want you to be able to still listen to the show. Well, okay, I guess there'll be the garage logic uh, protocol or something. We'll have so to have a special channel. Yep. All right, thank you. Is that Fred? Yes, Joe, thank yeah. you. The Regarding the incidents on the bus, the underlying thing no one's addressed yet is the main cause of these problems is these patrons don't pay their fare, and they think they're deserving of a courtesy ride from the driver, and when the driver asks them to pay the fare, then they get spit on or hit or verbally assaulted, and this is a concern Uh this does not no seem to be this. This does not seem to be the case here. There's no uh, mention that this was caused by an absence of fares. The woman that called her friend to come in and assault the driver was asked earlier to pay a fare. And okay, okay I'm not reading that. I don't know where you read that. I don't know where you read that. Um, it's actually inside information. Oh. Right. So we don't know that. All but, right, we don't uh, know that. These are things that aren't being addressed. Is that? The underlying cause of most of these assaults is that they're asked to pay a fare, and they won't. All right. Uh, they just seem entitled to not want to or think that they're owed a courtesy ride. All right, thank you. Then let's, then let's do this. Let's have, for however long, have a, a, a cop sitting on every and say, you, I'm no, refusing. I got a better idea. What? Let's just make it free. The, the, the light rail link costs us a billion. That's nothing. Cool. You know, come on. And if you need money, we'll just run to the uh, just go get coffers. Some. Yeah. Uh, who is that, Paul? Yeah. Hey, Joe. Hi. Um, I don't know if this would be a ray of hope or just uh, something for a, a nice day, but my daughter uh, Chelsea and her boyfriend are traveling the Pacific Coast Highway, and they're up in Oregon, and she just checked in from the Brew and Screw. What? And what do you think that is? A pub. A hardware store in a pub. Oh, that's fantastic! Oregon in Cannon Beach. Yeah, I think that's the name. I'm downstairs now. All right, thank you. You that's bet. That's wonderful. <laughs> I was thinking something completely different. Yep. Not me. No, I was thinking of a pub. Okay. And oh. I saw. I don't know what I saw for the screw part. I saw uh, again. I saw something completely different than you did. Well, because your right mind is not right. right. You want to go to the Bruin Screw? I wonder how many guys have been slapped you know, asking somebody. That, if they that's want to... something I got to do. Drive the Pacific Coast Highway. I uh, that's on the uh, wish list. Just did it in February. Well, you were in San Diego. Yeah. What did you do? Drive up to San Clemente and back? No, we drove to L.A. Okay, that's not the Pacific Coast Highway. The hell it isn't. That's a. I was that's out a, by the Pacific and I was on the highway. That's a strip mall stretch of the Pacific Coast. It's highway. three hours. What are you talking yeah, and about? It's nothing but town after town after town. I'm talking from about Malibu North, and then get past San Francisco and go all the way up to Oregon. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. What would you be driving? 
Me? A leaky old Triumph? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I got a good one. What would be the good one to go uh, MG the, or the Triumph? What would, what would be a better what, Matt, car Matt, than that? Probably neither. Probably, you know, maybe you'd want something a little more modern. It is a, I mean, the the little stretch I drove. Yeah, mm-hmm. the team. It is scenic. Block and a half. It is beautiful. Hey, I've done your three-hour stretch ten times. There's yeah. It's scenic. Okay, you go around a you bend or two. A couple of malls. But the, when I think Pacific Coast Highway, I'm thinking Big Sur. I'm thinking Pebble Beach. I'm thinking the... Uh, you know, the whole deal. Walgreens? Yes. No, I'm not thinking Walgreens. Let's go to CVS. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, you know what you should have done? I wish I would have told you this. What? When you were there. You were there with the kids, weren't you? Yeah, the bride and I You should have taken the ferry to Catalina. We, uh, you did You did mention that. I did? Yes. And did you uh, obey me? The problem is, had it been just her and I, yeah. 100%, yes, we would have done well, it. Well, kids do it all the time. I know, but... We didn't want one of our kids to drop in the water. We no, put life so jackets safe. No, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's I've not as much fun there. traveling with young children. Is my point. Been there, done that. I see you, and you know what I'm saying. In a noisy bar in Avalon, I tried to call you. Yeah. In the midnight right. watch, I realized while you twice oh. ran away. Think about, think about. I didn't know you were singing a song. I thought you were saying you tried to call me. Well, I, I was in song? the bar in Avalon where uh, Stephen Stills must have been when he wrote that lyric. Hmm. What song is that? Uh, Love the one you're with no. in the Avalon bar? No. What song is that? Get Hyde in here real quick. Pacific Highway, <laughs> loving you In lots. a noisy bar He's in coming. Avalon, I tried to call you in the minute. That's a sailing song. What song is that, John? In the noisy bar in Avalon, I tried to call you. The Avalon thing. No. On the midnight watch, I realized while you twice ran away. Southern Cross? Southern, Southern Cross. Cross. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back shortly, but now, thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, where they got a lot of snow yesterday at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal with your money now. Did you know that, Bruce? Uh, the song, Southern Cross? Yeah. yeah. I didn't get it from the lyrics, but I, I probably would have like an you, hour from know. now. You'd oh, know. I know the song. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't yeah. Uh, get the Avalon. Yeah. You know, I've driven the PCH from Los Angeles to Monterey. Okay, the, that's that's what I'm talking about. The, Not what this moron's talking about. Well, the problem is, if you're driving it by yourself, and it's the first time... You really can't enjoy it because you're trying to keep your eye on the road. Yeah, I you're, wish, not, you're trying yeah. to stay on the road. It's, you're it's great if you're a passenger. Right. Let's you're say texting, that. telling everybody, guess where I am right now. Is no, you, <laughs> this was 30 <laughs> years ago. This was pre-texting. Did you go by that same CVS that I did then, Bruce? Uh, no, it wasn't there. It was a Joe's Pharmacy at that point. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, down, money news. Da, uh, yeah, right. uh, lack of. Uh, down day on Wall Street today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, after posting some nice gains earlier in the week, is on the downside. It's off 137 points today. The NASDAQ composite down 63, and the S&P 500 is off 20 points. But we are still up for the week after those two strong days earlier. The cost of health care for a 65-year-old American couple retiring this year has risen to 280 $80,000. The estimate from Fidelity Investments is up just 2% from last year, but it does not include long-term care costs. The estimate has jumped 75% since Fidelity's first one back in 2002. The figure includes life expectancies for a couple and Medicare coverage and co-pays, vision and over-the-counter medications and dentures. But it does not include long-term health care costs and an American turning 65 today has a 70% chance of needing some type of long 
long-term care. T-Mobile has unveiled a new service plan for... Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number 8 Here's John Knight. Thank you, Joe. And there's Southern. Sunny and 49 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, in downtown Duluth. Uh, Wolves now up against it. They lost to Houston by 20 last night. That gives the Rockets a two games to none lead in the best of seven series. They will play again Saturday right here in town at the Target Center. The Twins with the day off, they'll open up a three-game series against the Rays in Florida tomorrow, then move on to New York for a four-game series against the Yankees. After last night's 16-inning win over Cleveland and Puerto Rico, the Twins are 8-5 and five in first place in the American League Central, half a game ahead of Cleveland. Uh, Josh Morrissey, uh, the Jets defenseman, he's been suspended for Friday's game against the Wild after Not that enough. after that cross-check on Wild forward Eric Stahl in Game 4. The Jets lead the best of seven series, three games to one, a chance to close it out with a win Friday in Winnipeg. News notes from today, more details on that double murder in Purim are emerging. The 21-year-old man charged in the death of a mother and her son was taken in by the family after spending time at the Minnesota Security Hospital in St. Peter being treated for mental illness. William L. Hillman, who has a history of mental illness and violence, was charged in Ottertail County District Court with two counts of second-degree murder in the deaths of Denise McFadzen and Dalton McFadzen, her son. Hillman remains jailed. Under questioning and in blood-stained clothes, Hillman said he moved in with the McFadsons about six weeks earlier, the night before the killings. He said he woke up in the middle of the night, didn't remember what happened next because everything went black. An officer asked Hillman whether the McFadsons had ever threatened him, and he said they had not. He said, quote, they were weird. He went on to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I did it. He said he was on medication for his illness but stopped taking it five months ago, about the time his commitment at St. Peter ended. We found out today there'll be no charges filed in the death of Prince. Authorities couldn't find who gave Prince pills that he thought were Vicodin but contained deadly fentanyl. Also today, the doctor who met with Prince in the weeks leading up to his death has agreed to a $30,000 civil settlement. That, according to the U.S. Attorney's Minnesota office, settlement announced just hours before that announcement about no charges. Dr. Michael Todd Schulenberg, a family care physician, worked at a Minnetonka clinic a few miles from Prince's Paisley Park studio and home. He no longer works for the health care system connected to the clinic. In the weeks before Prince's death, the musician met twice with the doctor, according to search warrant documents. A longtime legal advisor to President Trump says he's warned the president that his attorney, Michael Cohen, would turn against him and end up cooperating with federal prosecutors should he face any criminal charges stemming from a raid of documents found in his home. Cohen ain't going to no jail. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't going nowhere. (laughs) According to the Wall Street Journal, Cohen has been under criminal investigation for months over the personal business dealings, and this warning to Trump uh, says that he could turn on the president. In an interview with the Journal, Jay Goldberg, a lawyer who represented Trump through much of the 90s and early 2000s, Recalled the conversation with the president. He said the president had called him and he cautioned the president against trusting Cohen. Goldberg reportedly told the president on a scale of 1 to 100, where 100 is entirely protecting the president, Cohen, quote, isn't even a 1. Do you see a record amount of uh, pardons for this guy? Don't ask me. (laughs) 
In a press conference this afternoon, Philadelphia Police Chief Richard Ross said he regrets comments he made after two black men were arrested in a Philadelphia Starbucks this week, acknowledging that his comments only made the situation worse. He said, I should have said the officers acted within the scope of the law and not that they didn't do anything wrong. Words, he said, are very important. The two men were arrested after a store manager called the police when they refused to leave the store. Ross then claimed that he wasn't aware that it was normal for people to spend a prolonged period of time in Starbucks without making a purchase. He said he believed the officers did not know that as well. Uh, The chief said this is apparently a well-known fact with Starbucks customers. Not everyone is aware that people spend long hours there and aren't necessarily expected to buy anything. The coffee chain will close all its stores on May 29th for what they're calling racial bias training. A Tennessee Air National Guard colonel and a senior non-commissioned officer have been removed from their positions after a video posted online depicted a re-enlistment ceremony involving a dinosaur hand puppet. The colonel who administered I see you Reavers, the colonel who administered the ceremony in which the senior non-commissioned officer wears the puppet on her right hand while taking an oath was demoted to the rank of lieutenant colonel and retired. The woman who took the oath with the puppet on her hand. Why would you do that, I wonder? I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, uh, The woman who took the oath with the puppet on her hand was removed from her full-time position with the Tennessee Joint Public Affairs Office. The Air Force Times reports the actions announced in a Facebook post came after a video of the ceremony ignited outrage online. A spokesman for Tennessee National Guard's Joint Public Affairs Office, William Jones, said the video was made for the children of the woman who took the oath who were not in attendance according to the Air Force Times. Would you wear a hand puppet, Jim? Not at an official no, ceremony. Would I. Perhaps a reenactment. Did you, Rook? Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> we knew that. Why, why did you have to ask? Right. Yeah, of course I would. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the quality of the puppet would be something I would be concerned about, but I for sure would. Right. Now, when, you know, I want to take this matter very seriously. Sure you uh, do. When she uh-huh. was wearing the puppet, did she mouth the words when the oath was being taken, John? Uh, I didn't. I do because <laughs> you got to get like a puppet. You voice. know what we're going to do, Rookie and Reavers and me, when we come back after Johnny? What? We're going to hold hands. Yeah. And we're going to walk through the woods. Oh. Mm-hmm. Geese. That'll be sweet. I'll tell you why. <laughs> That'll be sweet. Well, you know, that's. Let me a, grab my puppet. Yep. I got the, my goose puppet. Bring the puppet with you. It's a very good segue, Joe, and I appreciate that. And you didn't even know what my next story was. I don't. Uh, if you've ever been to a hospital, you you know, you've seen IVs that deliver fluids to people who sure. need certain fluids. Yeah. Sure. Well, officials in southern India have just hooked up the world's second largest banyan tree oh, boy. to a saline drip. Oh, I see. In the hopes of saving its oh, life. Okay. Oh, boy. Because that's among India's top problems. <laughs> Is it on the bad tray that you're 75 really... million people in India poop outside, but they're going <laughs> to save this right. tree. The 700-year-old ficus tree is a huge tourist attraction in Telangana, India. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see it. According to the Times of India, its roots, get this, the roots spread across three acres. Sure. The tree is is known to... Especially, again, with that tray that the IVs are always attached to that you can never untangle when you're in the hospital. The tree is known to locals as Pilalamare because it sprouted so many branches. In fact... It's become such a popular tourist attraction because all those branches, many as big as tree trunks themselves, now render it nearly impossible to see the tree's original trunk. However, in December of 2017, after years of foot traffic and a rampant termite infestation, one of the tree's storied branches came crashing down amidst the visitors, causing officials to shut the attraction down. Mm. Since then... 
Forest officials have tried various methods to rehab the tree, bolstering its collapsed branches with concrete supports and administering a diluted mixture of the chemical chloropyrifos to rid the giant ficus of its pest infestation. That'll kill the termites, they think? Mm -hmm. They think so, but it didn't work. Oh. So they had to do some other stuff. The official solution, a different solution, pushed into the tree through holes in the stem. That also failed. Now, hundreds of bottles hang from the tree's branches like saline drips. I see. Putting the chlora ropa rifos into the tree. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I call it. So far, they say it's working. Well, that's fantastic because, uh, again, they've they've got everything else solved there except this one tree. And now the problem with, uh, you know, the facilities. That'll, mm. That's probably the next thing they're going right, to work on. Right. Norway's high school graduates should refrain from running naked across bridges and having sex on roundabouts. Is that what they do, John? Uh, apparently, that's what the uh, government says. And, and they're Too wa- cold. They're warning them not to do that because it can be too much of a surprise for drivers. I'll say. Oh, they go out uh, and on the, on the land and... Uh-huh. Okay. Yep, naked. Got uh, it. Norway's annual post-graduation period is called Russ. It lasts weeks, involves lots of partying and lots of heavy drinking, Dozens of accidents involving students' red or blue-painted vans and buses are reported every year. While the list of rituals involved in the Rust celebrations vary from one school to the next, they almost invariably involve alcohol, nudity, and sex. In a statement titled, No to Sex on Roundabouts, Terjmo Gustafsson, a former minister of transport who now runs the Public Roads Administration, said everyone understands that being in and around a roundabout is a traffic hazard. Said it right. May not be so dangerous for someone to be without clothes on the bridge, but drivers can get too much of a surprise and completely forget that they're driving when they see a naked teenager. I would, <laughs> I would think so. Ten miles an hour. <laughs> Let's get the weatherman. Okay. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Suchere. Hi, Dave. Hi there, Joe. It's nice outside. It's 49. Lots of sunshine, fairly light winds. That's going to lead to some fog overnight tonight. Because of the melting that we've had go on today, it's added some moisture to the atmosphere. Uh, So our low drops to 28, and that could lead to some locally dense fog in some of those low areas that are typically uh, in the foggy spots. Sunshine tomorrow and Friday's high up to 52. Should be a really nice day. 56 on Saturday. And then Sunday looks like 60 for the high for the first time this year. 66 Monday. Drops a little bit on Tuesday with a chance of some scattered showers then 55 for the high. But we could have a garage door opener next week on uh, Friday. By Friday, it's because Thursday we're calling for a 68. Could easily be in the lower 70s by Friday hmm. of next week. So something to think about. Um, 49 right now, Joe, and I have the records for the day. April 19. 87 on this date. 87. In 1985. 1985. 19. 19. In 1928. 1928. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. All right, you ready? We are ready. You take Reavers' hand. I'll, I'll be in the middle. Yep. Reavers, yep. you give me we a don't hand. don't have to do this. Oh, that's on my hand. Rookie, you give me a hand. Why are your hands clammy? Uh, I'm nervous. We're in the... Uh, you, you could use lotion. We're in the we're in Sonoma County. We're in California. Yep. And we're walking through the forest. Mm. You with me? Yes. Mm. We're walking very slowly through the forest. Could you hear? Yep. You know what we we're, what we're thinking of? Trees. We're thinking of walking slowly through the forest. Yes. 
Now let's sit down. Okay. Let's not, don't let go of my hand. Do you need anything to eat? Now let's sit down. Okay. And let's talk about the trees. You like it? Mm. Uh, yeah, there's some neat trees around here. Smell the grass. You know what we're doing? Being, uh, we're looking at trees. We're bathing. Mm. No. We're forest. Well, you know what? I'll hold your hand in the forest, but I'm not taking my shirt off. We're forest bathing. The San Francisco Chronicle, which I would imagine what? has as much trouble as any newspaper in the country, has a th- eight-page story on what they're calling forest bathing, a new age trend in Sonoma County. <laughs> okay, let's get back up. Okay. Oh, Ooh, my knees are stiff, man. Yeah, we don't have to. I don't think we have to hold hands, do we? I think we're good. No, I want to. Really? I want to. Yeah, I want to. I have to hold a hand. Let's take. Uh, let's just take about a half dozen steps in the next minute. So just a half dozen steps. Just, just, okay. Whoop, stop. One, I got it. Two. Three, what do you think? A little, little faster, Reeves. Hang on. Don't fall. I mean, it's calm. But I don't feel any. The slower you go, the more you experience. It said Amos Clifford. He he dreamed up this BS. He has even a book out called Your Guide to Forest Bathing. It's not BS. It's just peaceful. You're the birds? It's like we're in Augusta. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Isn't that nice? We're not here for the camping, are we? <laughs> this Clifford uh, charges you 50 bucks, and he'll take you on a forest bathing walk. Oh, that's neat. He has $3,400 forest bathing workshops. Oh, I'd lo- I, would, I would love to see the... I'd love to meet the people. He that- flies around the world to tell people they're moving too fast. Slow down. You're you moving move too fast. fast. Yeah, how you want, you, to sit, you want to sit again? No, I want to find out how you get over the your nuts hump to to follow through with something like this and are successful. We're supposed to embody awareness. We have to notice what we're noticing. Hmm. We have to talk to a tree. They don't ever talk back. But since right now they're giving Give me your hand back uh, IVs to trees, I guess maybe the trees are changing. Uh, Clifford said, "I want everybody to find a tree that's your twin. Talk to your tree, ask your twin about yourself, find out all you can from your tree." This is madness. Put a hand on your tree. Oh, take your time to get to know your tree. Right. And so it was that a dozen people walked around slowly, talking to trees, saying. How much did you pay for this? <laughs> After 20 minutes of human tree conversation. Mm-hmm. After 20 minutes of human tree conversation, much of it one-sided, forest bathers returned to the same spot and sat down in the same circle to share conversations. My tree asked me why I was so afraid, said one forest bather. My tree said it thought that we could grow together, said another forest bather. Who's on the line? Uh, Barry's on line nine. 
Barry. We haven't heard from Barry in ages. Barry? Oh, no. You're a tree up on uh, Spirit Mountain. Hey, Joe, how are you doing there? How are you, Barry? I'm doing all right. I haven't uh, checked in in a while. I've listened online. My radio hasn't been working too great, but I'm getting up there in age. You are, Barry. Have you ever heard of this forest bathing? I I know trees take a bath in the forest, um, but I don't know about people. Well, we we like to walk in the woods slowly and then come up to a tree like you and maybe talk to you. Well, I sure as hell have been felt up by a couple of humans walking by, but I haven't. Uh, I didn't stay long enough to bathe. Has Has it ever happened that people have come up to you and sat at, sat at your base and sought your wisdom? Um. Uh, they don't ask me questions, but uh, I, I've had people hug. I've had people uh, uh, relieve themselves, and that's... Uh, you don't like that. No, you know, the, uh, yeah, I want to stay clean. Mm-hmm. And uh, people do talk to trees, so we uh, we hold a lot of secrets. A lot of time, uh, Barry, when I forest bathe, I feel hypnotized. Is that right? Is that right? I've had, uh, you know, you get those school groups, uh, you know, maybe a couple of high schoolers. What uh, kind of tree are you again? White ash. That's right. White ash. Right. You know, it's, uh, it's funny, though, when you get close to people and people try to climb trees and they get to a spot where they can't quite reach it. And you remember that, uh, you remember that, uh, what? That funny feeling you get in gym class when you're trying to pull yourself up. From what? Pull yourself up? On the rope or yes. climbing, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that makes you feel kind of uneasy. Uh-huh. And you want to get those uh, people off. But a lot of times uh, people are off-putting because I, uh, I smoke. People don't like that, I <laughs> Oh, they don't. And uh, it, it rather... Uh, it turns them off, and that's fine. That means nobody's going to be climbing up my bark or picking at me or carving their names into the tree. Uh, I love Lucy or whoever the hell it is. Yeah. It's called forest bathing, Barry. It's very I'm not pa- for it. Pardon? I'm not for it. Well. But I am in the forest. <laughs> but this is out in California, Barry. Does that surprise you? Oh, they got a bunch of fruitcakes out of California. Mm-hmm. Hey, you ever driven the Pacific Coast Highway? I mean the real one, not the one, uh, you know, the, the one drove? Yeah, the one, the other guy. Who's the crest? This guy. Yeah. He went by a Walmart and he thinks he was down on the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. I did as a seedling a long time ago with my old man. Yeah. He threw us back in the uh, back of the station wagon and every time we argued with my brother. Barry? Yeah. Thank you, Barry. I gotta go take a whiz. All right, thank you, Barry. Okay, just a moment, just a moment. Uh, Rook, you'll have to take us to break. Got it. Kermit. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Don't tell me no lies. I got stuff I didn't get to. Again? Yeah. Well, in fact, we didn't get to something else. What's that? We didn't get to 50. No, we're not going to get to 49, though. You're going to get some melt. Some of your water is going to be melting out there. Uh, <laughs> sports is coming up. 
Uh, nobody's playing tonight. Twins are not playing. The Timberwolves are not playing. The Wild are not playing. A couple of games on the Golf Channel. Johnny's, that last name? Johnny's giving me some good news. We might have an updated temperature when we uh, begin sports talk. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. Will we make 50?